Kings, this is Sharana Reeves, and you are listening to These Three Things Podcast, a podcast for women, where the conversation is about us, our relationships, and every area of our lives. This show is about unity, support, kindness, and keeping it 100% real. So we can rise up, move, we've got the victory, burn us Hey, queens, kings, and good people. I am Sharana Reeves. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast, and I am back for a new episode this week where I am talking about breakups. But before I start the conversation about breakups, let's talk about last week's episode, Black Women in Stereotypes Part 2. I just want to thank all of you who listened and tuned in, joined us on Instagram live for the past two weeks. Uh, over the Black Women in Stereotypes episode. As you know, it was a part two. I try so hard not to give you guys a part two, but it really is tough when you get dynamic women in a room talking together and then you add executive coach Dr. Patricia Thompson into the mix and everything that Dr. Patricia has to say. You just can't get it all in in an hour. And so I appreciate those of you who stick with me and come back the next week for the next episode, because there's always such good information in the next episode as well, which is the reason why it ends up being another episode. I got to give a shout out to Dr. Patricia. I know that she is super busy and has a lot going on with her executive coach practice and her business. And she always makes the time for these three things podcast to join us, to be a part of it, to share her insight and her wisdom and her expertise on the subjects that we talk about. Thank you, Dr. Patricia. I love you deep. I appreciate you deep. And you guys know, I got to give a shout out to the Queens of Houston Judy Ebony and Tamika for coming and sharing their insight and the work that they did in their study on black women and stereotypes, because the truth of the matter is we don't always know these stereotypes. I had plenty of people reach out to me and say, I didn't even know that there was a such stereotype as Sapphire. I'm raising my hand and saying that too. I had to go and research Sapphire. I did not know that there was a such stereotype and I did not know what that stereotype meant. And I'm positive that some of you will start to see things and you'll be like, hmm, that's where that's coming from. And hopefully you'll know better how to address it. You'll know better how to handle it and how to deal with it. Because at the end of the day, we are not stereotypes, black women. We can't be typed. Good knowledge, good information, Great conversation. Thank you all for joining and listening for the past couple of weeks on the Black Women in Stereotypes episode. And let's move on to this week and talking about breakups. And I know some of you already, when you saw the title, if you follow me on any of my socials, um, was wondering, ooh, did she have a big breakup? Is this about a breakup that she just had? Uh, No, I haven't had a big breakup. Uh, But I do know that breakups happen And I want to talk about it. And I'm not going to go too much in depth about it in the preview of the episode. I want to just go ahead and tell you to enjoy this episode, play this commercial, and let's just get into breakups on these three things podcast. Enjoy. For almost a century, Scarrett Bennett Center's historic Gothic campus has been a choice location for dream weddings in Nashville. 
consistently rated one of Music City's best places to get married by The Knot, Wedding Wire, and Toast of Nashville, Scarrett Bennett Center offers three timeless venues for your wedding, a 20-person elopement chapel, a 300-person wedding chapel, and a breathtaking garden. From rehearsal to reception, Scarrett Bennett Center is ready to help you create the intimate, historic wedding of your dreams. Visit our website at scarrettbennett.org forward slash weddings for more information. Hey, queens, kings, and good people. I am Sharonna Reeves. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast. And today, I want to talk about breakups. Let me start by saying this. No, I have not had a recent breakup that I want to share or talk about in this episode. This episode is not about that. Although I have had breakups, I have broken up with people and I have been broken up with. Crazy, huh? Who would do that? But yes, it's happened. I will also say at the beginning of this episode that fellas, kings, sir, this episode may not be for you. Because I'm totally coming from the woman's perspective. I'm totally coming from some of my own experiences and experiences that I've listened to from uh, some of my friends and people that I know. This may be something that you want to kind of listen to and just have some fun and enjoy and maybe laugh or nod your head. But please know, kings, fellas, sir, that I'm aware that women are very capable of doing some of the exact same things that I'm about to say that men do. So please do not email me and say, well, women do the same thing. I'm aware. I know. But these three things podcast is a podcast for women. I'm going to come from the woman's perspective. Okay. Now, why am I speaking about breakups? Because breakups happen, y'all. And I have had some hilarious breakups. I have had some toxic breakups. I have had some soul tie breakups. I have had some breakups where I've become friends with the people that I broke up with and really good friends. And so I want to talk about it. Now, I am not an expert and I'm not a therapist. I'm not any of those things. I'm not attempting to give anybody counsel or any advice. These are just experiences and things that I've learned. And I'll share a little bit about as I've gone through certain experiences, what I've learned in those experiences and how to move forward. And maybe some of this will be an idea for you to get yourself out of something that you know you need to get yourself out of. Some of this will maybe help you listen to your intuition a little better and a little sooner in your life. Anyway, breakups was something that I just really wanted to discuss. So here we go. Let's get into it. What I want to do is I want to talk about four different types of breakups that I have experienced, my friends have experienced, that some of us have gotten together and laughed about and talked about. Some of these are classic stories that people who were there in the moment will remember and cry laughing about. The first breakup that I want to talk about is that first love, a.k.a. the crazy breakup. Ladies, we all know it. That first time you fell in love and he was just the best thing that ever happened to you. He just loved you and you loved him and you thought he was just perfect. He treated you like a queen. He took you to different places. Y'all did little things that you always remembered. He probably won you a teddy bear at the fair somewhere in there. Um, 
But all these great memories, your first love, the first person that you ever gave your heart to, the first person that made you feel like that love was a beautiful thing. And then reality sets in and something happens and this relationship ends and it turns crazy because you have gotten your heart broke for the first time. And you don't know what to do with this pain. At least I didn't know what to do with this pain. How do I survive this? How do I ever get out of this black hole of pain that this person has just broken my heart so deeply? How do I survive it? How do I live through it? Well, let's talk about it because I know we all can relate. If you and your first love broke up and it didn't end up crazy, God bless you. Because I know so many women on that first love We cried ourselves to death. We acted a plum fool. We didn't know how to deal with it. And I definitely didn't. This story that I'm about to tell about my first love, AKA the crazy breakup, happened to me my freshman year in college at Fresno State. Let me give you a little backdrop if this is your first time listening to these three things podcast, or if you've listened to episodes here and there, because some of you are going to be like, oh, well, I thought she graduated from Alabama. I did. I did graduate college from the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. But before I got to Alabama out of high school, I went to Fresno State in California to college for two years. So this little country girl from Tennessee goes 3000 miles away from home to college in Fresno, California as a freshman at 17, no less. That's how old I was when I went to college. Birthdays in October, school starts in August. I was 17 years old. So I get to college. I'm 17 years old. I'm excited to be out in California. Fresno is not LA. Okay. People need to understand that because you, I just want to give a, a backdrop of, you know, Fresno is vineyards, grape vineyards, wineries, Uh, it's not LA. Okay. It's in the Valley. It's hot. It's not LA. But anyway, I'm at Fresno state, my freshman year. I meet this guy on the boys basketball team. He's a senior. He's a point guard. He's from the Virgin islands somehow. And I don't even remember how he and I got connected or how we started talking. And this story, I just want to let y'all know is legendary. It is comical. Me and my friends still laugh about this story to this day it is so funny because your girl yours truly went bat shit crazy okay lost my whole mind first love that crazy love okay so I'm a freshman at Fresno State I am dating the guy on the boys basketball team and he is treating me like a queen he is cooking for me every night making sure I'm eating healthy making sure I'm eating good He's, you know, buying me nice gifts and making sure I have the things that I need. He's kind of giving me advice about basketball because he's older and he's, you know, a senior now and just about the league that we were in and just how to do certain things and critiquing my games. And we were both basketball players. So, you know, that whole love and basketball thing. Yeah, we had that. Well, one day in my beautiful world of sunshine and rainbows, I run across on a Sunday morning, my teammate who proceeds to tell me that I need to ask, and I'm not going to say his name. I'll just say blank. Why a Mexican girl was coming out of his apartment this morning. No, I hadn't seen him the night before because he was supposed to be going out with his friends is which what he told me. And I just believed him because, you know, hey, I'm young, I'm naive, and I didn't have any reason not to believe him. So I didn't think anything of it. But My teammate comes to me and says verbatim, I still remember her words, Sharana, you need to ask why this Mexican girl was coming out of his apartment this morning. 
when she said it, y'all, my whole world just stopped. Like the butterflies stopped flying. The breeze stopped blowing. Wasn't much of a breeze in Fresno anyway, but the breeze stopped blowing. I don't even think I could see. I think I went temporarily blind for a second because I could not believe that my guy would have any woman in his apartment. So what do I do? I jump on somebody's bicycle. (laughs) I don't even know whose bicycle it was, to be honest with you. But I jump on somebody's bicycle and I'm pedaling like I'm in the Olympics to get to his apartment. Okay. I get to his apartment. I'm knocking like the police. He comes to the door in his Virgin Island accent. Girl, what's wrong with you, girl? Why are you banging on my door like the police? I push through the door because, you know, I'm all upset. And I know he's about to tell me something that's going to correct this whole situation. I'm walking around. I'm looking at his apartment trying to see if I can find any evidence that some woman has been in this house that I was not aware of. I'm running through looking at everything and I find a pair of earrings, y'all. And I'm like, what are these? Who are these? I'm like, so-and-so told me that you had a woman in your apartment this morning. She's seen a woman coming out of your apartment this morning. So I'm asking him about the earrings and he says, yes, you know, a friend came over last night. She's just a friend. And I'm like floored. How could you have another woman over here? How could you, why did she leave your house this morning? What is going on? I'm asking all these questions, right? Little heart is just devastated. Turns out that he basically gives me an ultimatum because I tried to break up with him, right? Because I'm going to do the whole, you know how you try to break up with him because you want him to chase you and come back to you? I was trying that part, you know, like I'm going to just break up with him and then he's going to beg me to come back and then we'll work this out and everything will be fine. No, (laughs) that is not how this went, y'all. So I do that. I do my part. I do the whole like I'm breaking up with you, expecting for him to do his part, but he doesn't do his part. He tells me the next day, listen, girl, either you're going to come back and be with me or I'm going to go and be with her. Now, all you people from the Virgin Islands, cut me some slack. I'm giving my best Virgin Island accent here, which isn't very good, but it's all I got. So now I've got to double down, y'all. I've got to double down. He is not going to tell me that he's going to walk off into the sunset with some other woman, right? So I'm like, Well, if you're going to do that, then just go ahead and do it because I don't care if you want to be with her, go be with her. So guess what, (laughs) y'all? He went and be with her. He went and be with her. And I could not believe it. What's crazy and what's hilarious is that this girl lived in the same dorm as me in the suite right above mine. So a few days later, I'm leaving to go to class in the morning and he and this girl are walking down the stairs holding hands in my dorm. Now, mind you, this was my boo. This was my man a few days ago. But now they're together. When I tell y'all I literally lost my mind, there are epic stories of apples being thrown in the middle of campus. There are epic stories of cafeteria explosions, uh, trays being slammed, uh, face-to-face confrontations. I just basically really lost my mind. I lost my whole mind. And I know that some of you are probably laughing at me, but if you think back to your first heartbreak, that crazy breakup where you just didn't even know how to deal with that little bit of pain that you were feeling, you got to laugh about it because it's the first time that you realize that the innocence in which you believe love to be is no more. It's your introduction into loving someone, taking a risk, 
letting your guard down, being in love, and all of the emotions and feelings that can come from that. And it was tough. To this day, me and my friends still laugh about it. We still cry about some of my antics because of this heartbreak. I used to see him and this girl on campus and just walk up to him, you guys, and just start going off in the middle of the quad. Just, I can't believe you're with her. I can't believe you've done this. Just totally lost my mind. Lost my whole mind. Then turns out, this is the kicker. Years later, years, years, I don't even know how many years, at least 18 to 20 years later, I'm in coaching, right? And I'm traveling and I am out on the West Coast and he comes to my mind. And I think to myself, I should call and see if he's still in Fresno. Now, this was back in the day when you could call information and get somebody's number. Like, you know, 411. I don't even know if that still exists anymore. That's how long ago this has been. But I called information, gave the operator his name, and she gave me a number. So I call the number and a woman answers the phone. And I'm not calling for any reason to like reconnect on any, you know, get back together relationship type things. I'm just calling to touch base and find out, okay, what happened to you? Like, how are you? Like, laugh with him about how I acted if he was willing to laugh, because I'm pretty sure he thought I was Looney Tune back then. Turns out the phone rings, a woman answers the phone and she says, hello. And I said, hey, I said, my name is Sharana. And I was wondering if, uh, and I said his name, lives here. And she said, yes, he does. I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, I, you know, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not calling to be disrespectful. I just went to school with him and I was just wanting to see how he was. And she goes, oh, I remember you, Sharana. Hey, now y'all, my ego says, oh, he talked about me with his woman. Oh, he remembers me. Oh my goodness. She knows my name. That's crazy. That's ego talking. And then she spoke and said, yeah, this is the exact same girl that took my man in college was talking to me on the other line of this phone. And you guys, when I tell y'all, I was in an airport when I made this phone call, everything in the airport just stopped. And I just paused for a second and I said, so you guys are still together? And she says, yeah, she said, we're married. I said, you are? And she says, yeah. I said, well, that's awesome. I said, do you have any kids? She said, yeah, we're expecting our first child. So she says to me, He'll be home from work soon. I'll have him call you back. And I'm thinking, oh, I'll never get that call. I hang up the phone and I sit there in the airport for like 20 minutes, it seems. I don't hear sound. I don't hear anything. And I'm just like processing that he stayed with this girl. He married this girl. They're having a baby. Like, wow. Later that afternoon, he did call me back. We did laugh about my antics and all the stuff that I had done back then. I thought it was pretty dope that he did end up marrying this girl. Clearly he liked her. I wish him the best. But that crazy breakup, that one that you don't have any sense, it wasn't going to go well from the gate because this was the first time that you put your little heart online. That crazy breakup. Some of y'all can relate. I'd love to hear your stories about your crazy breakup and stuff that you look back on and laugh at the way you acted. At the time, that hurt was so real and so deep. And it was because, like I said, it introduces you into the reality of giving your heart, trusting, and hoping for the best. And that's part of relationships. That's part of loving. Let's move on. The second one I want to talk about is the breakup where you become friends. I was dating this guy. 
we were hot and heavy for a while. Like we were just so crazy about each other, had the best time with each other. We're just such great friends. We kept in touch. You know, when I would travel to different places or I moved to different places, we always kept in touch. He would come visit. I would go visit him back in the uh, Black Beach days. Those of you who are from the South, and if you went to an HBCU in the 90s, you remember Black Beach down in Daytona where we all would go down. It was actually Black Bikers Weekend, I think is what it actually was called in Daytona. But all of us that were black folks in college back then, we decided we was going to make it Black Beach Weekend for all black people that are in college. All of us black folks that were in college at the time would rush down to Daytona for a weekend and have a great time. Actually, it was the first time I ever heard Outkast, y'all. Outkast was performing as nobodies back then. Crazy experience, but maybe I can tell y'all about that later. But let me stick to the story. So, yeah, we actually stayed with my friend. He had a house like really right around the corner from the beach in Daytona. Me and all of my girlfriends drive down to Daytona and spend Black Beach with him. He looked out for us just like this guy. He was like my dude. We just realized that we were better friends. And until this day, this brother knows where bodies are buried when it comes to me. He knows information that I've not shared with some of my best girlfriends. We've had experiences out on some of our crazy nights gallivanting through the city of Nashville or wherever we might have been at the time because I've lived so many places that he's come to see me at that we've got crazy experiences in all these different places of fun nights that we've had and things that we've done. This guy is still my friend to this day. Sometimes you have those. Sometimes you're with a person and you become such good friends that you become more friends than lovers. So when you break up, it's like you may have lost a lover, but you gained a friend and it's a lifetime friend. And y'all don't cross those planes. You don't have sex with each other anymore. You don't um, even talk about that anymore. Now you can talk about your relationships with other people. He gives you great advice. He can talk about his relationships with other people. You can give him great advice, strictly platonic, all love, all true friendship, not a bad breakup, right? He and I even stayed friends during our marriages. He was married. We stayed friends. I was at his wedding. I was married. We stayed friends. I didn't have a wedding. It was that it, it has been that kind of relationship throughout my life. So that to me is a great breakup. That's a cool breakup. When you break up from a romantic, but you gain a whole friend who is with you for life. So kudos and applause to all of the people who break up and can remain friends and, and gain a lifelong friend who truly knows you and loves you for who you are. That would be my boy, William Brown. He has been one of my closest friends for over 30 years now. And I'm going to say his name because it's cool to say his name. We go way back um, and so that's a beautiful experience when you can get that breakup. Now let's go to the ones that are a little bit more on the darker side, the toxic breakups. Sometimes we have toxic breakups where this shit has gone left and it's gone left bad. Like if we don't get out of this shit, somebody going to die real soon. Unfortunately, that would be my marriage. My marriage ended in a toxic breakup. It's not like I didn't see it coming. I did see it coming, but I had no idea that it would ultimately end up being as toxic as it is. What do you do in toxic relationships? Because I truly believe there's a point in all relationships, ladies, where we know we need to break up. And then that time span between when we actually break up. I think I knew early on that this marriage probably wasn't going to work 
but I actually stayed a lot of years hoping because women we are the queens of hope we are hope peddlers if we're nothing else we always hope for the best we hope that things are going to turn out we hope that people are going to change we hope that we're going to figure it out we hope and so hope what I call we're on our Jesse Jackson keeping hope alive we hope that things will get better I lived with hope for a lot of years in my marriage hoping that things would get better hoping that we'd get on the same page hoping but My little intuition did tell me early on that this was not what I needed to be in, but I didn't listen to it. So as time goes on, we are, we stay in these relationships that we know our intuition has told us that we need to get out of. And let's just talk about intuition for just a second in these toxic breakups, because ladies, we all have that small, still little voice inside of us that tells us, girl, you need to get out of this girl this ain't it girl run for your life we all probably can look back and remember the moment that that small still voice told us exactly what to do and we look away from that small still voice like it was a fly we just shrugged off our shoulder like we're not listening to that no this is gonna be different nope this is gonna change nope I'm gonna fix it nope my love is gonna fix it no my sex is gonna fix it no I'm so fly I'm going to be prettier than everybody else. So I'm going to fix it. No, I'm going to have a baby and that's going to fix it. We do it all. We think it all. But that small, still voice has tried to tell us that it's not going to work. When you add kids into a toxic relationship, that's the worst. Because your kids are being exposed to this toxic environment. Your kids are being exposed to this unhealthy environment. So any of you who are listening to me now, whether you're married or single and you're with someone, you're living with your mate and you are in a toxic, abusive, mentally or physically abusive relationship, please move on. Please get your kids out of that situation because kids take on what they see. And more than anything, you want for your children to grow up and have a well-balanced idea of what healthy relationships are and what they look like. If all they know is toxic, unfortunately, they end up in a lot of toxic relationships because it's familiar. That situation is probably not going to change unless both of you get into some therapy on your own, work out your own stuff, and then maybe get into some therapy together and work out y'all stuff together, and then maybe put it back together when it can be a healthier environment for everybody involved. Toxic relationships suck. Because they leave you drained. And if any of you have been married and your relationship, your marriage ended in a toxic way, you know that it truly feels like a death. It feels like someone has died, like you've buried your child or you've lost your child. We all should create some rules to engagement when it comes to breaking up in a relationship so that it doesn't have to turn toxic. But sometimes some people just want it to be ugly. This is not going to end well, especially if in the toxic relationship, the guy still wants to be in it and you want out and he's not ready to let you go. It's hard. It is truly hard because now you have to deal with him wanting to make sure that it's going to be ugly. If you're going to leave me, if you don't want to be with me, this is going to be ugly. It's a lot easier to walk away from those relationships when you don't have kids. Ladies, I encourage you. Listen to that intuition. Listen to that small, still voice. Don't ignore it. Don't look away. When you hear it, move on. The last breakup that I want to talk about is the soul tie breakup. (sighs) Now, ladies, y'all know that soul tie breakup, 
be the hardest. That soul tie breakup could have also been your first love breakup. That soul tie breakup could have also been your marriage breakup. But that soul tie breakup is like you are detoxing your body literally from a drug. It may be the hardest thing you've ever had to do to let that person go. You may have found yourself acting a plum fool, crying hysterically, hiding behind trees, stalking, flattening tires, busting windows out of cars. Jasmine Sullivan made a whole song about it. That soul tie is the hardest thing to let go. And what is a soul tie? For those of you who are listening that aren't familiar with a soul tie. Soul ties are basically created through intimacy and relationship. Someone that you've been intimate with, that you've connected with, you feel on a deeper level that your soul becomes connected with that person's soul, that person's being. I won't tell the story about my soul tie breakup, but let me just say this. It took me almost two years to break free of the soul tie. Soul ties can be very hard. I would recommend try not to be intimate until you really, 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 really know who you are dealing with. Because soul ties will keep you tied up with a person for years. It will keep you hanging on and on your Jesse Jackson, keeping hope alive for a lot of years. A lot of years. So I encourage you to steer clear of the soul tie. First of all, so that you don't have to go through the soul tie breakup or detox, I call it. The breakup detox, because that's exactly what it is, regardless of how the breakup happens, whether you had to end it because you knew it was unhealthy for you or he ended it because he was ready to move on to someone else or didn't want or no longer desired to be with you. It can be crushing and it takes a long time to truly break a soul tie. Any woman who's dealt with it, any woman who has had to recover from one, you know what I'm talking about. All of my young listeners, all of the young ladies who listen to my show, please keep the sex out of it until you're really sure that you know who this person is or until you get married. Now, I know I know that that's kind of an antiquated idea for some people because that, you know, you're not a spiritual person. You've never operated in that way. You've never thought about saving sex for marriage. I'm not out here preaching or teaching whichever way you go, go with God, but I'm just saying to prevent yourself from ever having to deal with a soul tie breakup, try to keep the intimacy out till you're really clear on who this person is. You are listening to these three things podcast with me, Sharana Reeves, and I'm talking about breakups. I'll be right back. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a review. And tell me what you loved about this episode. Now, let's add some other things to the equation about that, because I do want to talk about this whole ride or die and why we would be ride or die. Because some women stay in these relationships and some of these breakups that I talked about, whether it be the first love, a.k.a. the crazy breakup, whether it be the breakup where we become friends and now you have a friend for life that you love and you cherish and value or whether it's the toxic breakup or the soul tie breakup. Some of us stay in some of this stuff, especially the more toxic ones, because we're ride or die people. I'm sticking with somebody good, bad, indifferent. I myself personally, I am not a ride or die. 
I am not a ride or die female. I'm not interested in dying on any account for any, why we got to die first of all. And I'm assuming that the die part means that I'm with you through, I'm riding with you through the good and I'm dying with you through the bad. Nope. No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm not signing up for that. I'm not signing up to die. I'm not signing up to die at all. Sometimes it's time to get off the ride <laughs> to get all together, get off the ride. I don't, I, I don't believe that we are to take our lives and ride or die with someone who does not, who does not know how to treat us, who repeatedly does things to hurt us, who repeatedly breaks our hearts or damages us in some way. But we feel like we are, a true rider when we are on our ride or die. I'm going to be with him. He's going to know that he can count on me. Ladies, cut the crap. Stop that. Don't do that. Well, let me not say that. I'm just not ride or die. I'm not signing up to die on anything. I'm going to die when it's the Lord's time for me to die. And I understand that this means that I'm with you through all the bad times, but that's on that, that has a limit. Bad times in a relationship should have a limit. You can't just constantly do bad and I'm ride or dying with you. Because I need to prove to you that I'm loyal to you. My blood doesn't pump that way. I am definitely not a ride or die. A ride or die mentality is something that will keep you in a relationship that you may not need to be in. So what else keeps us in a relationship that we know we may not need to be in? Something that requires a breakup. Not listening to your intuition. We all, we all, we all, and y'all know what I'm about to say. We all have had moments where we know, we knew, we know we knew this ain't it. And we stayed, we dealt with more stuff. We put up with more shit. We cried more tears. We had even called new girlfriends because our old girlfriends was tired of hearing about this same Negro over and over and over again. Just exhausted. They don't even want to hear it no more. But when we finally break free and that breakup happens, we can look back and know the exact moment when our intuition told us this ain't it. I encourage all of us. And this is a lesson that I've had to learn over the years myself. If you're the person whose picker is broken, <laughs> I can't remember who I heard this saying from, but I heard and it, and it made me giggle when I heard it. She was giving reference to one of her friends and she said her picker is just broken. She always picks terrible guys. Well, ladies, if your picker is broken and you always pick terrible guys, I'm positive it's hard to trust yourself when you're dating to know, okay, is this guy going to be a good guy? Is this guy going to be a bad guy? Should I trust him? Should I not trust him? You can't trust your picker because it's broken. But what you can trust is the small, still voice. Because if you think back to the small, still voice, your intuition that's telling you that this situation is bad for you, you pretty much know it's right. 97% of the time, I'm going to leave some margin for error just because sometimes we can just miss it. Sometimes that person was a great person. They may have said one thing to us that triggered us that we never could let go of. And so we never saw that person in a different light. It can happen. We all do it. But if we learn as women to listen to our intuition, when we first feel it, when we first hear it, ladies, we can save ourselves so much time so much time because time to me is our biggest commodity. We're all on limited time. We, none of us are living forever. So with this time that we have, how much time are we willing to spend with someone that we shouldn't be with? 
Someone that we know in our core is not the person for us. How long are we going to fool ourselves into thinking that we're so fly, our sex is so good, our love is so deep that we can save something that our intuition has already told us? This ain't it. Something for us to think about. I have always felt that there should be rules to engagement in relationships. There's got to be rules. Everything just can't be okay. There's got to be rules to engagement when we break up too. It doesn't have to be ugly. We don't have to upset the whole apple cart or throw the baby out with the bathwater or have everybody be bitter. Ladies, let's consider if you are the type of woman who is a toxic person to break up with, you're going to get everybody back and everybody's going to have hell to pay. Especially if you've had kids with a man who no longer wants to be with you. You're using the kids to keep this man in purgatory because you're mad that he chooses to be somewhere else or no longer desires to be with you. Please check yourself. You are damaging your children. This too shall pass. It will get better. Take it from someone who had children and divorced and knows exactly that it will get better. So let's don't do that. Let's don't do the ugly breakup thing. Let's all try as best we can. And I know there's some things that can be done to us that, that are egregious that you really feel like, oh no, oh no, this will not end well. And I'm not judging you on that because men can do some things that will truly take our breath away and make us feel like, oh no, you have to pay. And if you were doing, and if you're operating in that way, like Yanla Van Zandt says, no judgment, no heat, but consider that in all of your actions and all the things that you do, it's not going to change anything in the outcome of this situation and possibly could make it worse. Maybe you just need to go get in therapy, process it all, heal yourself and move on. And also too, consider it a blessing. Consider that you've been saved. Consider that you've been released from what didn't serve you anyway. Breakups can really change us and breakups can really make us. And ultimately, I guess what I'm really wanting to close with in this episode is, which are you going to choose to let it be for you? Whether it's your first breakup, your crazy in love breakup, or you just acted a plum fool because you didn't know what to do with your emotions, whether you found a lifelong friend in a breakup that you cherish with all of your heart, Maybe it's the toxic breakup where you couldn't have imagined that things could have turned this far left and went this far south. And how did we ever get here? Or whether you're in the soul tie breakup where you're just trying to keep your head above water and continue to detox yourself from the desires and the heartbreak and the pain that you feel from letting something go that was connected to your most inner being. Can we learn sooner? to listen to our intuition and let the relationship go? Can we learn sooner to trust ourselves when our intuition tells us that this is not the thing for us and trust that something better will come along, that someone better will come along? Can we consider that you are now getting the freedom to no longer waste your time? Can we agree to not be toxic, ugly, blameful, Can we agree that we're not going to connect until I know who you are because I'm not going to have to detox myself from a soul tie and connection with you that may take me years to get over truly? Let's think about how we're loving and let's think about how we're breaking up. 
and save ourselves from some of the foolishness and fuckery that comes with breakups. These are my thoughts. I'm sure if this was a roundtable discussion, there would be some hilarious things said. There would be probably some breathtaking things said about how breakups have gone for some of you. So ladies, I guess I'm saying today, wherever you are, whether you're happily married and none of this is applicable to you, whether you are dealing with something right now and some of this has made sense to you and you've just been needing somebody to hear somebody say, listen to that small, still voice to give you the courage to walk away, or whether this is just good information and some tea for you to go talk to your girlfriends about and tell somebody about these three things podcast and listen to this episode on breakups, wherever you are found listening to this episode, I thank you. And I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me. These three things podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on my website. These three dash things.com. There is a podcast page where you can hear this episode. There is a contact page where you can reach out to me and tell me your thoughts. I will get it. I will read it. I always respond within 24 hours to anyone who reaches out to me. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear your thoughts. That's it for me. I am Sharana Reeves. I just shared my thoughts on breakups. And I'll be right back with these three things. Do you need to get a handle on your stress? Need to get better control of your emotions? Join the 19,000 plus students who have taken Dr. Patricia Thompson's 21-day crash course in emotional intelligence. You'll learn practical techniques that will help you manage your emotions, improve your relationships, and get ahead in your career, all in the comfort of your own home. Learn more at her website, silverliningpsychology.com on the self-help page. Again, that's silverliningpsychology.com. Hey, queens, kings, and good people. I am Sharana Reeves. You are listening to These Three Things Podcast on breakups, and it is time for these three things. Number one, count it all joy. Breakups don't have to be all bad. It's possible you just might end up with the best friend you've ever had. Breakups don't always have to be ugly. You might need to get therapy. Go take a trip with your girls. Laugh, girl. Pop some bubbly. You just redeemed your time. You've actually been set free. Freedom is a beautiful thing. Your time is a precious commodity. I'm not saying the breakup wasn't painful or that that fool didn't do you wrong. Try to redirect that pain. Get back in shape. Fix your credit. Go build you a new home. A home where the foundation is solid. You built it from the ground up. A home where your intuition leads you. Where there's self-love and self-trust. It may not have ended like you saw it. You found your man was just a boy. But queen, you saw the signs several times. Don't be mad. Count it all joy. Number two, 
Lesson earned. We learn a lot about ourselves when we go through breakups. Many people see themselves as a good person. (laughs) That's until someone breaks our heart or hurts us. And we realize I didn't know myself at all. Whoever you find yourself to be after a bad breakup can be an opportunity to learn and grow. Sometimes we only learn what we do want by experiencing what we don't want. Sometimes the lesson was necessary for us to learn. Many of us wouldn't be who we are today without growing through an experience that brought us pain. There's so much you know now that you didn't before. All teachers aren't nice ones, but the student still has to learn. You will be better for it. This too shall pass. If experience is the best teacher, consider your breakup a lesson earned. Number three, intuition. Hey, queen, it's me. I'm that soft voice that whispered to you, everything will be okay. Yes, I was the one who guided you when you felt you lost your way. I was the voice that softly tried to tell you not to stay. It's okay if you missed me or didn't realize it was me. I'll be around speaking softly to you for eternity. I hope that you know I am your friend and your best interest is the purpose I serve. I do understand. I can talk too much. I try not to get on your nerves. I know as you grow, you will recognize it's okay to go ahead and let me in. I am the voice that will guide you to greatness. With love, your friend, intuition. Okay, queens, kings, good people. That's it for this episode. These three things podcast breakups with me, your host, Sharana Reeves. Next week, I will be taking a small hiatus for just next Tuesday. I am moving my daughter into her apartment this weekend for college, her junior year. And I will be tied up most of the weekend taking care of that. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for a new episode of These Three Things. Fear imagines shame. Love imagines greatness. Hey, ladies. We live in a culture that often fuels greatness on the thoughts and energy of fear. Fear of not being good enough, fear of comparison, fear of failure. The seeds of all that fear create imbalances in our minds, bodies, and spirit. Developing a strong mind-body practice steeped in the energy of love is essential to breaking the habits of fear in our lives. If you want to learn more about energy healing and create a mind-body practice that will help you build a life where love imagines greatness, contact Leslie Fye at www.lovebigbiglove.com for a free 30-minute consult. Or 
Follow Leslie on Instagram at love, big, big love.